and welcome to Monday Motivation. I'm Pastor Daryl. So glad to be with you again. Pray that your day is going great and that your year has even started off as you have desired. You know, many of us, including my wife and I, are on uh, the 21-day fast. Uh, we've been doing this a couple of years now. And uh, we're already seeing the Lord do some great things for us. And we're just at the beginning of the year. You know, I have claimed this year to be the year of the turnaround. And I believe that it is time for us to believe big. So listen, I pray that even if your year is going as you expected, because you know God said that he would give us our heart's desire. I pray that you would believe even for bigger on the rest of this year. Don't just settle. Uh, don't, don't be satisfied with what, with what God done in the past. But it's time for us to believe big and believe that this is the year of the turnaround. Listen, I want, before we start uh, uh, the teaching, I want to encourage you to like, share, and comment. I appreciate uh, the engagement that we've been getting uh, recently, but we want to ramp that up. So I'm going to encourage you to like, to comment, and to share this video. Help us increase the reach of the broadcast. So listen, what we're going to be talking about is God expects us to pray. God expects us to pray. And we're going to begin at Matthew, the sixth chapter and the seventh verse. It says, uh, this is, now this is the, the chapter that talks about our giving, our praying, and even our fasting. And with all of those, you, you'll see uh, that it's not an afterthought, that this is, God, this is what God expects us to do, to give, to pray, to fast. But I want to focus in on uh, the praying part. <clears throat> and that begins at verse 7. It says, but when you pray, using up vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So I want you to clearly see here, this is not an afterthought. This is what God expects us to do. Listen, I don't want you to allow the enemy to try to convince you that your prayers aren't important enough, uh, that, that, that God is upset with you. I want you to understand one thing clearly. The enemy will jump all over you with condemnation, with shame, fear, and guilt. <clears throat> and, it, and it really happened to me when I was a younger uh, Christian, when I was younger in my faith. Um, it, you know, it doesn't really happen as much anymore. Uh, but he still tries. Uh, but when I was younger in the faith, you know, when I would mess up, you know, one of the, the, the biggest things the enemy would want to try to convince me of is that, you know, how, how angry God was with me, how much he didn't love me, uh, and how needless it was for me to pray. Now, I had, I had my battles as a, as a uh, younger uh, Christian man, as a younger man in the faith. I had my battles. I tell you, there were times where I felt like God wasn't interested. I felt like he probably was too upset with me. Uh, that and that he he really didn't uh, love me as I thought he did uh, because of what I had done. And again, uh, it was because of what I had done. God hadn't done anything; he hadn't changed. But it was because of what I had done. And I want to point out something to you 
in Genesis, the third chapter. And I want you to realize that sin is the enemy of prayer. Sin is the enemy of prayer. Uh, Genesis, the third chapter, in the 10th verse, and it, this is talking about Adam here. It says, and he says, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. I was naked. I hid. So I want you to hear, clearly see this. He said, I heard, I was afraid, I was naked, I hear. These are the results of sin. And these are the results that the enemy would love to continue to get even today in the life of the believer. This is These are the results again. He wants to know, uh, 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 I heard, I was afraid, I was naked, I hid. The, the last result is really what he wants you to do. He wants you to, uh, 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 to hide and to isolate yourself and to get away from, from other believers, get away from your family. Why? Because he wants you to think that what you have done is so bad that no one else has done that before, that God is really upset with you, that God really doesn't love you anymore, and that there's absolutely no reason that you should continue to pray. There's absolutely no reason for you to believe that God really is interested in what you are saying. God isn't interested in your life because of what you've done. Well, I want to give you uh, a, a couple of scriptures that's going to that's going to help you uh, to fight the devil off and continue to pray because I clearly believe and I know that sin is the enemy of prayer. Listen, the longer that the devil can keep you from praying, he wins. Let me say that again. The longer the devil can keep you from praying, he wins. You know, the devil would like to keep us under condemnation through fear, uh, shame and guilt. But I want you to realize, you know, our words have power and faith-filled words in the atmosphere equals change. Our words have power, faith-filled words in the atmosphere equals change. You know, the truth of the matter is, is that the enemy works overtime to convince you that God is angry with you. That God is upset with you. But I want you to understand that your salvation is not as fragile as the enemy would love you to believe. Just because you've made a mistake or if you've made several mistakes, your salvation is able to withstand your making a mistake or making several mistakes. I want you to understand that the strength of your salvation is equal to the shed blood of Christ. So away with the devil convincing you that God is angry with you, away with the devil trying to convince you that God doesn't love you as you would think right after you have fallen, right after you have made a mistake. The strength of our salvation is equal to the shed blood of Christ and it's able to withstand our making a mistake or making several mistakes. And I want you to understand that you don't have to walk around under the weight of condemnation, uh, shame, fear, and guilt. The number one tactic of the devil after you have fallen is to jump all over you with fear, shame, and guilt. And again, he wants to isolate you. He wants to make you feel as if you're the only one that has ever made that kind of a mistake. 
But the devil is a liar. I want you to understand that the longer he can keep you from praying, he wins. He wants to convince you. Glory to God. He wants to convince you that there's no reason to pray, that God isn't interested, uh, that your prayers doesn't mean anything. But listen, I want you to understand. Uh, Proverbs 15, 8, Scripture lets you know that my prayer is his delight. He, Proverbs 15, 8 lets you know that my prayer, your prayer, is his delight. I want to say that again. Proverbs 15, 8 lets you know that my prayer, your prayer, is God's delight. And then in Psalms 149 and 4, it says that God takes pleasure in his people. That's you and me. God takes pleasure in his people. So listen again. My prayer is his delight. And he takes pleasure in his people. So that does away with the bulk of what the enemy wants to convince you of. That God isn't interested in your prayer. That he's not interested in you because you've messed up so bad. No, I've just given you two scriptures that if you use them will back the devil up off you. Keep you from losing time. From spinning your wheels in the mud, if you will with the thoughts of God is upset and he, that he, he doesn't love me anymore. Listen, I want to give you those two scriptures again. Proverbs 15, 8 says that my prayer, glory to God, glory to God, my prayer is his delight. And Psalms 149 and 4 says that he takes pleasure in me. Even when I've fallen, he takes pleasure in me, not in what I, not in the, the act Sure, God. We know that God uh, doesn't like sin. Uh, he's not pleased with sin. But even when I've fallen, even when I've make, made a mistake, His love, His love, it's unbroken. It doesn't lessen. He doesn't throw me away as the enemy would love for you to believe. No, the scripture says that He takes pleasure in me. He takes pleasure in me. So again, away with what the devil wants to convince you of, uh, that God isn't interested in your prayer and that he's upset with you some kind of way. Again, does God, does God approve of sin? Does God like sin? No. Uh, the acts of sin? No, he doesn't. But he takes pleasure in me, glory to God. And it's so important for you to remember uh, as, a, as a younger Christian and even as a, a, a Christian with some age and some experience, the devil will still try to, to uh, jump on us with condemnation, with shame, fear, and guilt. And so at those moments, it's so important to have some scripture to back the devil off of you, uh, to put him in his place. Listen. Again, the scripture says that he takes uh, uh, prayer, his, his, my prayer is his delight. And that in the other scripture, Psalm says he takes pleasure in me. Even if I've fallen, he still loves me. Even if I've fallen, he's still interested in me. Even if I've fallen, he still wants to hear from me. Even if I've fallen, I'm still important to him. I want you to clearly understand that God expects us to pray. And listen again, the longer the enemy can keep you from praying, he wins. Let me say that to you again. The longer the enemy can keep you from praying, he wins. Let me give you a couple of scriptures that will uh, absolutely convince you uh, and establish the fact that God expects you and I both to pray. Uh, in the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter, 
book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Uh, I have to be careful turning my pages. I've had this Bible over 20 years now, and uh, some of my pages are getting kind of brittle. Glory to God. So Ephesians, the sixth chapter, in the 18th verse, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So this scripture lets us know that uh, that there's all kinds of prayer, and that prayer uh, is multifaceted. There's intercession, there's petition, uh, there's confession, there's praise, there's thanksgiving, uh, there's prayers of, of, of adoration. And, and I want you to understand that prayer is not just about give me, give me, give me. It's not just about give me, give me, give me. But prayer is multifaceted. And there's all kinds of prayer. But I want you to understand here that God expects us to pray. It says praying always with all prayer. Praying always with all prayer. God expects us to pray. Not just give me, give me, give me. Not just me and mine. Not just me, my four, no more. But God expects us to pray all the time. And, you, and what I want you to understand is you can't just pray for you and your family all the time. God wants you to intercede for other individuals, for other families, uh, for things that's happening in the world. And this is why I clearly want you to understand. This is why the devil doesn't want you to pray because the longer he can keep you from praying, he wins. Your prayers matter on a level sometimes that I don't think we clearly understand. Uh, yes, yes, your family matters. We know that. But... Uh, there's there's situations in other families uh, that 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 can be helped with your prayers. There's situations that are going on in the world that your prayers can matter. They do matter, and we have to pray always with all prayer. Again, not just give me, give me, give me. But there's prayers of petition, there's prayers of adoration, there's prayers of intercession, prayers of praise and thanksgiving. So we need to pray all the time and with all kinds of prayer. And again, I want you to understand prayer is multifaceted. It's not just about you and yours, but it's multifaceted. Uh, we can pray in many different ways, but the key, the most important key, is that we are praying always. God expects for you and I to pray. Now let's flip over to uh, Philippians, the fourth chapter. Philippians 4, 4 and 6, and it talks about prayer uh, and supplication. But it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and things, uh, prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let me read that to you again. It says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Uh, so, so supplication means to beg, and and is all, and uh, it means uh, humility. Uh, but what I want you to understand is it it what is getting at here is that we ought to pray with humility. We ought to pray with 
humility. And I want you to see something here. It says, let your request be made known unto God. God expects us to pray. He said, let your request be made known. God expects to pray us to pray. God is expecting to hear from you. <clears throat> Don't know whether you know it or not. Don't know whether you understand it or not. But God is expecting to hear from you. The longer the enemy can keep you from praying, he wins. It's so important. It's so important. It's vitally important for you to pray. It's vitally important for you to develop a prayer life uh, that extends beyond your needs. It's vitally in, important that you engage uh, God in the area of intercession for other families and for things that are going on in the world. God expects to hear from you. He expects to hear from you uh, on an uninterrupted basis. He expects to hear from you uh, all the time and he expects to hear from you uh, in many different ways again not just give me give me give me but again there's prayers of praise and thanksgiving there's pray prayers of adoration there's prayers of intercession and God expects to hear from us in um, many different ways and at all times we should be praying let me let me let me help you to understand something without being a minister without being uh, an apostle uh, without being a, a bishop or any of that you can still be in full-time ministry doing nothing but prayer doing nothing but prayer don't have to have a title just need to be committed and what I want you to understand is God expects to hear from you God expects us to pray all the time and in many different ways. The Bible says, let your request be made known. God expects to hear from us. Why? Why? Because he has answers that no one else has. He can fix uh, things like no one else can fix them. Uh, he can do for us what no one else can do. Uh, he, he is able, as the Bible says, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think so even where our prayers end God is able to go beyond even where our prayers end and do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think now I want to give you another scripture over in Colossians uh, the fourth chapter and the second verse it says continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. Let me read that to you again. It says, continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. So uh, if you will read if you were to read that first verse, and I'm not going to read it, but what it's getting at is even when you're faced with unfair situations, God wants us to continue to pray. When you're faced with unfair situations, when you're faced with being treated uh, unfairly by your boss, unfairly uh, by coworkers or family members, God still expects us to pray. I want you to understand, God doesn't want you to allow any situation or circumstance to interfere 
with you praying. You might say, Pastor, well, you know, what about those those situations and circumstances that are painful, uh, that may be difficult to deal with, that may be difficult to get beyond? God still expects you and I to pray. There isn't a situation that God, that can happen that God still doesn't expect for us to pray. Being treated unfairly, being done, been absolutely done wrong. God still expects to hear us pray. Why? Because you know what? There's certain situations that, that can happen that we, if we're not prayerful, uh, and if we're not uh, uh, humble, and if we're, we're not uh, going after God the right way, we'll take matters in our own hands. What I want you to understand is, what you don't see and what you don't understand, as you have made God your focus, as you have made God your priority, something is happening on the inside that you don't that you don't see, that you don't realize. But God is able, God is able to change our hearts. He, he's able to change our minds, uh, our will, our emotion. That and that happens over time, and as we stay committed to prayer. So this is why there should never be a situation that happens that you don't immediately go to God about in prayer, because prayer will keep you from going off into your own thoughts and thinking how you should handle the situation, especially on those things and those, uh, those times when we have absolutely been done wrong. Now, let, now let me be honest. There's times situations have happened when I've actually taken it upon myself to, uh, to get back and to get revenge. But then there are some other times that some things have happened to where if, if at that moment, at that instance, if I wouldn't have been sensitive to the Spirit of God, I could have absolutely have upended my life. Uh, I could have absolutely have uh, messed up the purpose and plan that God uh, had for me. You know, and I think God God allowed th allows things to happen so that you would absolutely know uh, what your life would be uh, uh, without Him, without going after Him. Because again, I, I can think of one situation right now uh, where if I didn't, and I, and I shouldn't say I, uh, if God didn't give me the strength and the self-control uh, and the will at, 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 a, at, a, at a moment to walk away, my life could absolutely be different uh, than what it is right now. And this is why it is so important, glory to God, hallelujah, it's so important to pray. When you've treated unfairly, when you've absolutely been done wrong, uh, in every other situation, God expects us to pray. Instead of you going back and forth with, uh, with, with your opinion, with your thoughts, or with someone else or a group of other people, that's time you can be spending in prayer where God can, can continue to work on your heart, uh, to work on your mind, to work on your, uh, uh, your self-discipline, to work on how you react to certain things. 
all of the all of these things are happening while we're praying no we don't see it happening but those these are the things that are happening God is giving you he's chipping away at that hardness uh, of your heart he's chipping away at that uh, I'm, I'm just used to doing things my way this is why this is how I've always done things this is how my family has always uh, handled things uh, we you know we're, we always are going to get back we're going to get revenge we're not going to let you talk to us like that no God uh, while you're praying he's chipping away at all of those things he's chipping away at that need to get revenge he's chipping away at that 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 line of thinking that uh, I, I, I you can't talk to me like that or, or I'm not going to take down and I don't have he's chipping away at those kind at those things but it happens as you stay committed to prayer. It happens as you humble yourself in prayer. You know, uh, just a, a week or so ago, I talked about how it's so important how we approach God. That we shouldn't just approach God with a, a master bunch of words and just give them to him any kind of way. But we should, we should approach him with humility. Uh, even the tone of our prayer, we that should be important. That we don't be uh, offensive. That we don't be uh, rude. That we don't be presumptuous in how we approach God. Uh, and so, I want you to understand that even as we continue in prayer, God expects us to pray, but we need to do it in a way that lets God knows that I, I'm de I'm depending on you. Uh, your purpose, your plan for my life, it matters. Uh, I've been treated unfairly, but I'm, I'm still showing up in prayer. I've absolutely been done wrong, but I'm still showing up in prayer. Uh, I don't feel like it today, but I'm still showing up in prayer. Uh, I, 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 I need strength, but I'm still showing up in prayer. Uh, my situation looks much larger, uh, but I'm still showing up in prayer. It's, it's showing up in prayer where we can then begin to see God move in our hearts, in our minds, uh, in our lives, in, our, in the lives of our family members, uh, our co-workers, uh, uh, that boss that treats you un, unfairly. God expects to hear from you. God expects to hear from you. Uh, we're not even supposed to fight for ourselves. God wants to hear from you. God expects to hear from you. It's so important for your growth, for your purpose, for the plan of God, for your life. God expects to hear from us. Uh, all the time and in a multifaceted way, not just gimme, gimme, gimme. God expects to hear from you. Glory to God. He expects to hear from you. Now we're winding up, but I want you to clearly understand that God expects us to pray. Now let me take you over to uh, 1 Timothy, the second chapter. 1 Timothy, the second chapter. And this is going to be our last verse. First Timothy, the second chapter and uh, the eighth verse. It says, I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without uh, doubting. Let me read that to you again. It says, I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere, 
lifting up holy hands. What I want you to understand here is he, uh, God, uh, God is saying here that his desire is that men and women, men and women, boys and girls, everywhere would pray. I will therefore that men, women, boys and girls pray everywhere. So God's desire is that everybody, everywhere, every nation, every kind of people, God's desire is that we are praying. God expects to hear from us. He said men and women everywhere to pray. Listen, I want you to go back to what I said earlier. The longer the devil can keep you and I from praying, he wins. God expects us to pray. God expects to hear from you and I. Men and women everywhere, black, white, uh, yellow, brown, uh, he expects to hear from us. It does not matter where you're from, does not matter what you've done, God expects to hear from us. Listen, everybody from the banker to the janitor, uh, God expects to hear from you. Uh, everybody from the sinner to the saint, God expects to hear from you. Does God approve of sin? No, he doesn't. Is there a price to pay for sin? Yes, there is. But God, even when we have fallen, even though he doesn't approve, approve of what we've done, he still approves of us. He still loves us. He still uh, is looking uh, to hear from you and I. And I want to remind you of the scriptures that we uh, said at the beginning of the teaching. Uh, Proverbs 15 and 8, it says, And my prayer is his delight. Psalms 149 and 4, it says that God takes pleasure in his people. So I want you to clearly understand you need to have some scriptures in your arsenal to fight with the enemy, to back the enemy up off of you, to put the enemy in his place, to shut the enemy up from talking when you make a mistake. Uh, God wants to hear, he's interested in my prayer. He's, he, he said, my prayer is his delight. Then it says that he takes pleasure in his people. So my prayer is his delight. He takes pleasure in me. He wants to hear from me. Uh, uh, he still loves me. Even when I'm fallen, he's still interested in me. Listen, do not allow the enemy, if you make a mistake, if you fall, to jump all over you with condemnation, with shame, fear, and guilt. My prayer, glory to God, my prayer is his delight. Even when I'm fallen, even when I'm weak, even when I don't feel like going forward, even when I don't feel like going to Bible study, even when I don't feel like seeing the saints and the other believers, my prayer is still his delight. Glory to God. Glory to God. When I don't feel like I can make it, when I don't feel like being saved, when I don't think I'm going to make it, listen, my prayer is his delight the light. What I'm trying to get you to see is I there there is nothing that the enemy should be able to say to you that will slow you down or that will stop you from praying. Listen, my prayer, your prayer is his delight. Listen, I love you with the love of the Lord. I've enjoyed this time with you. Again, I pray that this year, that the starting of this year is going exactly exactly how you have desired because listen 
The Bible says that God will give us the delight of our hearts. He will give us our hearts, the desire. And so I pray that this year is starting off as you have desired, that those things that you have before God, that they are happening. Because listen, my wife and I, we're on this 21-day fast that we've been doing for the last couple of years. And we've already, we're already seeing God do some things that we've had before him. We've are, we're already seeing God bless uh, our finances uh, in unexpected ways. And so listen. I have said that uh, I believe that this is going to be the year of the turnaround. And so listen, maybe some things didn't happen the way you expected uh, in 2020. Listen, the truth of the matter is uh, there was a lot, a lot of people, uh, believers and non-believers, uh, where, where their lives were turned upside down in many ways. But listen. Those of us that know the name of Christ, those of us that are saved, I believe that this is the year of the turnaround. I believe we're going to see God's goodness in a way that's, uh, that we've never seen before, that's unprecedented. I believe that we're going to see God's goodness in such a way that the world is going to have to take notice. Again, I believe we're going to see God's goodness show up in such, a, in such unprecedented ways uh, even undeserved ways that 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 it's going to cause a line of uh, demarcation of, that there's going to be a clear difference between uh, the world and the church, and so I want you to believe big, believe big, and I'm not just talking about for natural things. I'm not just talking about for cars and houses and things. This is why I'm saying your prayers have to go beyond you and your house. But I want you to believe big. I want you to go after God in ways that you uh, haven't done before. Listen, again, the scripture said that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So where your prayer ends, where your desire may end, God, that's where God uh, begins. And so listen, uh, again, I want you to, to know uh, I'm believing that this is the year for the turnaround and that it's time for us to believe big. So listen. Again, I love you with the love of the Lord, and until next time, continue winning in prayer. I'll see you next time.